0: summer's afternoon. I took the bus from Bloris, and she was heavy laden. Away we waited on Cali, went straight to see the racing play. And Oh you lads, you should have seen us get it. Passing the folks along the road, all of them were staring. All the lads and masters there, they had the a slurred face. It's getting
1: a lot of but more to see the blatant racing. The year was good, ladies and girls. Welcome to another episode of CHN Radio. I think we're at episode 190, which means we're 10 away from 200, which means that we're 10 away from having to do something special, I guess. I don't know. Um it's your boy here I'm joined by the greatest co-host in the world, Josh. Josh, how are you doing?
2: I really appreciate that remark since, you know, I haven't been able to, to be your co-host for a little while now. So we're yeah. we're back, dude. We're We're rocking.
1: We are rocking and rolling. Um, Took a little bit of a break for the holidays. Uh, We were on the opposite ends of the country. So we're just like, let's wait till we get back together uh, on the same same side of the country. And we'll do some recording. And here we are. We're back. We're back at it. Uh, Josh, we've missed a lot. And so I think just so everyone's aware, this will be a pretty like rapid fire sort of like it's not we're not going to break down every single match that that we miss because we miss like six matches and we'll talk about some of big picture stuff. We'll just go through the results um and then we'll actually do a proper preview of fall. And then Tuesday we'll get back on the normal recording schedule. I don't know, Josh, uh before we start, do you got anything to plug? Do, do you want people to follow you on Twitter? Do you want people to follow you on Instagram? Do you want people to follow you on the TikToks? Do you got anything?
2: I'm I'm out there. Um, You can find me, Joshua R. Duder, just at On Twitter, Insta, Insta, I usually is just family stuff. So find me on Twitter, um, and that's usually where I post most football related comments and, um, you know, questions that I have for other folks. So yeah, Twitter's my main spot. And then I did want to give a shout out to De La Soul. Mm. Um, They were able to finally get all their digital uh, materials under their own representation, and I think it's all going to be out and available. And many people did not even realize that you have not been listening to De La Soul on Spotify or Apple Music, um, and now it will be available. So,
1: um, rock that! Yeah, we're plugging, we're plugging other folks now. I love it. Um, uh, who should I plug? Uh, I'm going to plug myself. Follow me on Twitter for depressing uh, Newcastle and, and uh. sports tweets. That's that's, <laughs> all, that's all. That's all I got. That's all I got, dude um but yeah so uh and of course follow the the podcast account at ch and underscore podcast i got to figure out how i want to how we want to approach that going forward because I, I feel like i got to tweet a little bit more from that account but also tweet from the main account so it's tough so follow the main account at coming home in ufc as well um but yeah other than that let's let's get into it we're going to do only a small bit of news just because it's relevant, it's pertinent, and we we can't just not talk about it. So, right. um, real quick, uh, Thursday morning, Jolinton was arrested for driving under the influence of alcohol, uh, or as in the UK, it's known as drink driving, which that's right. I think is probably like the worst possible name for a car. Like, why? Why? Why would you call it drink driving? Okay, that's not important. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, uh, Eddie Howe addressed it. Uh, he had his own comments on it. The club is are already handling it internally, um, but he was uh, arrested Thursday morning um, and pulled over for driving above the prescribed limit for alcohol. Uh, his court date, or as they say in the UK, he appears before the magistrates uh, on January 26th. So um, there's that. Again, we don't know. We don't. We're not going to comment on like anything besides what we just said right we don't know that like don't, no we don't know what we don't know yeah exactly yeah. so i'm sure if you want to find speculation go to twitter that's what that's there it's for. there it's all all it's of there. it's there it's in there. fact i kind of I, I muted joel into on twitter today i was just like, all right <laughs> it's, it's, it's like yes. i'm sorry to see the takes
2: speculation and heavy opinion from not only our own fans <laughs> who have been quite gentle but from um from opposing fans who could say nothing but the worst, so we will see what happens with Joe Linton. Um, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was Joe Linton. And, yeah, uh, Joe Linton. Com- yeah. yeah, yeah, it was completely true. different person. We'll see. Different what guy.
1: That's 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 the issue. Yeah. Also, first time I saw Joe Linton's last name actually, uh, Casio, like the watch. So is there is people are asking, is he an heir to the Casio fortune? Oh, potato. maybe. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. People are asking that question. Uh, people being me. Um <laughs> all right, moving on. So uh let's, let's go through quickly. We're just going to get some quick thoughts on the previous matches we met, starting yeah. with the last match we previewed, which was the FA or I FA Cup, the EFL Cup. Yeah, um yeah. we played Bournemouth. Uh we won that match one nothing. Uh and Newcastle didn't score. Um, no. The, this is going to be important. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be important. Uh, Bournemouth scored for Newcastle an That's own right. goal, 1-0 win. Any, I mean, I'm, it was a while ago, but I don't know. if Was there any thoughts? I know you got some stuff at the end uh, in terms of like, overall theming, but any any thoughts? No.
2: Um, yeah, I think it's important to note that we did not score in that match, um, and I think that it'll go into a pattern that we're going to see. Um, I had expected... Us to do, as uh, the boys, the lads. I expected mm-hmm. them to do a little bit better, um, on the pitch, and I mean, especially considering the club said that this was super important. Yeah, um, and they
1: put out a strong lineup. I mean, yeah. it was it was a uh, you know your standard back four, long staff, Bruno, Willock in the midfield, amrone Callum, Joel and So I mean, they put out a strong lineup. So it wasn't like, a, oh, we rotated. A situation. Yeah, yeah,
2: fair enough. I just, I just don't know. I mean maybe it's just it was the first match back right so mm-hmm. maybe it's just a mental a mental warm up and we got lucky we got lucky on that one so yeah
1: i i would i would chalk it down to it did feel as if everyone was a little bit rusty um it was also a weird one in which it, you had a lot of guys kind of just returning from yeah, yeah. the world cup maybe the week prior so I, it was it was i mean i thought i was a little surprised that some of them played Alan Say Maxman I thought was gonna start. He didn't, yeah. but you know, all that kind of stuff. And that that started it we we talked about Alan Say Maxman and you know what his status was in the team kinda at the last episode, and then this sort of felt like it was trending in the direction of is he happy here <laughs> type of situation. Yeah, something um,
2: um Yeah. You know what I thought was interesting and well is interesting is that Some leagues haven't even returned to play. The Bundesliga, I think the Bundesliga picks back up this weekend, if not next weekend. I mean, they typically have a a winter pause, Mm -hmm. right? So they typically have a break. But just adding their typical winter break plus the World Cup break, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know, the Bundesliga has been off for so long. It's going to be really interesting. We're not quite, we're not quite, you know, in, in the UEFA Cup or Champions League. So it doesn't, it doesn't impact our season. Yeah. Um, directly, maybe indirectly, maybe indirectly, it will uh, to see the, you know, the teams like Bayern, um, they're going to come in fresh, they're going to come in hot into those European tournaments uh, that will pick back up. And, and you may see those those teams at the top of our table, taking some, some, um, some big hits. Uh, I don't know the groups off the top of my head, but it will be interesting to see how yeah. um, the rest of Europe getting a little bit of a later start than than the Premier League, um, how
1: that will impact European uh, competition. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting. And in speaking just real quick, shout out to Sebastian Haller who had testicular cancer and then like beat it and came back and then scored a, a hat trick in seven minutes in a friendly. So you just you said Bundesliga and that just reminded me. Click. of Click. Yeah. <laughs> no,
2: absolutely. Shout out to that guy. I, I, um,
1: absolute beast. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, next up, we've got uh, Boxing Day, uh, and this was kind of what it felt like for most people: the true return of yeah, English football. Yeah. It was uh, how it should be. Yeah, everyone was playing. I mean, it's boxing day. And so, everyone, by that point, everyone had had started playing him. Newcastle basically pick up their league form, which is a bit important, is that it does feel there's a distinct difference between league form and cup form for Newcastle. Uh, They picked up their league form and they won 3 0 over Leicester very convincingly. I mean, the three goals all in the first half. um, I want to say there were two in the first, yeah, two in the first 10 minutes with Chris Mm -hmm. Wood getting the pen and Miguel Amarone, uh scoring and then Joelinton scored in the 32nd minute. So, I mean, it was Cruz control from then on out, like if Newcastle could have scored five, six, you know, et cetera. But um, I feel like it, remember, thinking back to that game, if it was a match in which they were going to score five or six, they probably would have scored five or six in the first half. Um, it just always felt like, Whatever was going to happen once they came out for the second half, they were just going to kind of coast to the end. And that's exactly what happened. They coasted to the end, gave some guys playing time, got some guys fresh legs, took some some uh, some, some players off early, that kind of jazz.
2: Yeah, I think it's also a, an important side note for this one is that's also notably the last time that Miguel Almiron scored a goal. Um, I believe he didn't score in that quarterfinal win, did he? God, he
1: get into the no, he
2: assisted. Right, okay. So it's not... It's not that he's bang out of form, right? But he was really, really hot going uh, you know, pre World Cup. I mean, he could not be stopped. And then he scores again and you think, Okay, well, he didn't he doesn't miss a beat, but honestly, like and we'll get to these score lines. The the next the next few matches are really disappointing insofar as what I, one's, I one's, think one, one of them is understandable. Well, one of them is understandable, right, and almost yeah. like praiseworthy. Um, yeah,
1: I'd say, I'd say there. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. So, yeah. well, let's just let's just hop into it. So, Leeds, That's probably the one that I would say probably the most disappointing right. result of the lot. Like all things considered, like I think you can say all you want about that. We can get into the FA Cup one, but looking at the team field for the FA Cup match, I always felt that it was. It was it was grounds for an upset um, once I saw the team, Uh, but the Newcastle drew no no the leads. Um, Fair play to Leeds, like I mean they played Newcastle like a team who is in the lower half of the table should play a team in Mm -hmm. in in the top three. I mean they frustrated them. They they made Newcastle uncomfortable. Um, They were completely fine playing without the ball. They were looking dangerous on counters. I mean like. Uh, their 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 keeper was insane. Um, jeez, what's his Melier oh, Melier. Yeah. Melier who has the weird spelling of Melier. Uh, mm-hmm. uh he was insane as well as uh yeah. Five up had like a nine for his match rating. Um, and it was weird because it wasn't. I mean, like individually, players played well, and there were a lot of opportunities created. Just not a lot of like people being able to finish set opportunities, which you know, very par for the course, but. Like you have to give Leeds back line a lot of credit of they were they stopped a lot of mm-hmm. like they stopped a lot of really good attacking like kind of play and once it got into the box they they broke up the final balls really well and and Tyler Adams was all over the pitch and snuffed out a lot of pretty he, he covered a lot of people's asses that match. So I mean yeah very frustrating. Um Josh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on uh the, on, on the match as a whole.
2: Uh, You know, it's interesting, and it's going to lead us quickly. It'll segue quickly into the Arsenal match, the following match. Um, They set up to be frustrating. They set up to come into St. James's Park and not get scored on. And Mm -hmm. all they sought was a result. Um, And to be frustrating and to break up play and to... Um, to break up rhythm and to keep the star players for from Newcastle from doing the things that they do best they knew where to be and how to break that up and they threw themselves at every opportunity they threw themselves to stop Newcastle and turnabouts fair play, right So the following week we go to Arsenal and do the same thing you know yeah. and and the amount of criticism that was leveraged against, Newcastle for that performance. Um, the amount of negativity in the media about how Newcastle what Newcastle did away to Arsenal, um, it really it really was frustrating for me as a as a as a supporter because you didn't see that same level of criticism levied at at Leeds for their performance at, at St. James's and it's almost like, don't you get it? It's the same idea. Yeah. Like this of course they're going to set up that way. Arsenal is the league leader. They're clearly, like, they're the best team in the league. I mean, not only does it show at the table, but if you watch their performances on the pitch, they're fantastic. Arteta has them purring. That's a great side. If, yeah. You know, I have friends that are Arsenal supporters. Um, one of the 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 most frustrating things about having friends that are Arsenal supporters is the absolute whinging, year in and year out, and the type of, like, the expectation and the hubris. And like they hear them bitch and piss and moan for ten years about nothing going their way, and then finally, like they're quiet this year.
1: Yeah, I mean they're quiet. My Arsenal fans are just very much the. They're enjoying it. They're enjoying it, and part of it is that I'm in a group chat of Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, Mm -hmm. like you know Mm -hmm. half the league, and so all of the other sort of big six clubs are just like shut up, you guys haven't won the league yet, blah, blah, blah. And the Arsenal fans are just defending and blah, blah, blah. But you know how it is. But yeah, I mean, they, they, they're they really good and uh, they do feel unstoppable. And honestly, and again, similar to Newcastle, I think, I think it's one of those where there's... I, hmm, I wouldn't have... If Newcastle had gotten off to a slightly better start, and I mean literally slightly, like you look at Newcastle have lost one Premier League match all season. So right. I'm saying if Newcastle get off to a slightly better start than they did, because remember the se- the beginning of the season wasn't wasn't perfect. We it wasn't red no, hot. No, there were some yeah. points dropped. It I was, think
2: Crystal Palace was questionable. Yeah, right? a couple
1: yeah. draws. I mean, we were talking about it like, you know, like we had, <laughs> and Eddie Howe like you know, seat warming up <laughs> in in the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. And so and so like, and you think about it, and it's like, man, if we had you know. Picked up those points against Crystal Palace, and blah, blah blah. Then it's like you're looking at Newcastle and Arsenal, that being one verse two instead of it being one verse three. <laughs> because yeah. I mean, like they both have been sort of unstoppable once they got going. it's just Arsenal was hot from from the get go, and it was more, more so like with Arsenal of like, all right, is is this really Arsenal? Like, are they is this going to be sustainable? And then they kept winning and kept winning, and then it was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, they are they are title favorites at this point. So, yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, and there's a lot of moaning from the Arsenal fans as well, which is typical um, of when they they assume that they're going to win and yeah, all that other exactly. stuff. And funny that you know the benches again got they got it's like Arsenal's like on the like fourth or fifth like FA sanction for for how they've treated the referees <laughs> or like misconduct treatment like sort of charges. So. Yeah, I mean, and again, the the draw was it felt like Newcastle carrying out the Leeds plan, and I think one of the the most interesting things about that is that um, the players afterwards when interviewed, and kind of even the demeanor of Eddie Howe uh, in the weeks in, in the week after as well it was very much like they are fine being villains, they are fine being unliked, they 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 want to do whatever it takes to get the result, and. I mean, I like that mentality and I like that the whole team is on the same page of like, even if we're going to frustrate you and make your life a living hell and you're going to hate us from it and you're you're not going to like the time wasting, like you got to remember Liverpool, another match in which, I mean, you know, that's another one where that's our only loss of the season. But remember that game, it was very similar to Arsenal one where the Liverpool like like Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool fans were just completely frustrated in the manner in which Newcastle were oh yeah were, were carrying out the game. But like it was gamesmanship at its peak. It's what people celebrate, it's what people what people want to see, and ultimately it's what gets you results. And
2: yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's it's, it's interesting as um do you think if I know that by opening my attack up and playing a certain in a certain way will guarantee you an opportunity to, to win. Why would I do that? Exactly. Why, you know, it's just like a boxer. If a boxer knows his opponent's weakness, why would he, you know, why would he, why would he fight a certain way? Like, you know, why would you get sucked into a counter? Why would you get sucked in, you know, to a potential, you know, uh, you know, d- you know, what whatever it is, combination that, you know, that your opponent has, why, why should Newcastle kowtow to, the expectations of um, the traditionally uh, or recently traditionally top clubs, like, I mean, Liverpool's long-term great team. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because they have been something doesn't mean they get to be something every time we're there, you know, and same with same with Arsenal. So, um, and what's, what's particularly interesting for me though, and maybe you can, and I'm happy to be wrong. When I, when I reflect upon the performance, you know, there is a lot of, time wasting, I guess, but it's mostly just breaking up the momentum, breaking up play, making it difficult to find rhythm. Um, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even define it as shit and I and I certainly can't think of any particular like specific player who has been a heel. Like there's no one you look at and you go, that guy's playing the villain. You know, there's there's no villain. I
1: mean, there there's one, but he's he's like so well liked that it just gets a pass. And it's Dan Bird.
2: Oh, is he? Yeah, is he? just
1: a little bit, just a little bit.
2: Little, little, little clips and pushes here and there. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. like,
1: I mean, he's little, little, little ch- cheeky, little elbows. Like, I mean, he's gotten into it this season with a fair few players. Like, there's one. It might have been Mason Mount. There's, there's one Chelsea player who's gotten to it like multiple times this season yeah. with just like in their head. But again, like. Then he does like what he did, you know, this past week and score in the EFL Cup. And so he can do no wrong. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's he's just like and everyone loves the story like hometown kid playing. I mean, it's just like but then, of course, if you play against Dan Bird, you don't want to because he's like one of the only he's probably one of the only physical left backs in the Premier League right now. Just given that he's a non-traditional left back, not well, I guess he's a non he's he's not a normal left back for this day and age. We certainly we have so many easy. attacking fullbacks that are up and down the pitch. Blah, blah blah. he's just not that. And so he's going to be a little bit more physical with wingers. He's going to get in people's heads. He plays. He's like a center back playing left back. It's almost like that's what he is. So, it's almost like, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, but yes, overall, and he's one of the players who like gave some quotes along the lines of like, we're going to do whatever it takes to win. And we don't mind. I love it. We don't I mind love it. being the fill like he he's all about that and you know some might say Joelinton is is in that he's more of like a he's go, he's more of like an enforcer Joelinton of like if he someone is. if he sees someone's getting pushed he's running over full speed all like 6 foot 4 of him mm-hmm. or however tall he is
2: he just always looks so placid though do you know what i mean yeah. there's nobody that approaches that role with a a verocity mm mm-hmm. You know, there's no one you look at and go, they are being absolute like villains.
1: Yeah, there's no uh, there's there's no like like uh, there's no
2: there's no Dennis Rodman. There's no you know, there's no John Starks, you know, like these are uh, (laughs) for our UK listeners. These are uh, 90s NBA references. So (laughs) I'm sure people have heard of Dennis Rodman. But you have if you have not heard of the mid 90s uh, of New York Knicks, go look them up. Go look up Patrick Ewing and John Starks. So,
1: yeah. Absolute yeah, that's, heel. that's a good shout. There's, oh man, there's, what's the, there's that Croatian center back with like the, the, the ponytail who he was in the last world cup. He was just given a lot of people. Uh, oh, oh man. All right. it uh, It's, it's going to come to me like in the middle of this, this, this podcast at some point
2: spit it out when you, when it comes to you. Yeah. But he's really. like
1: another, just like one of those, like you look at him and he's just like a, such a heel and such a villain. You're like, ugh, get like, I don't want to see this guy. Um, anyway, uh, well, but he's there's no one like that in the Newcastle in the Newcastle squad. Right, it's, it's really what I'm it's really what I'm saying. Um, um, okay, so let's see what is next. Disappointing, so next been, disappointing uh,
2: uh, Yeah, disappointing at home to Leeds. Um, um uh, you know, accepting if not maybe elated about a point away to Arsenal, and. Chef Wed, like, not pleased. I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, right? Like, you saw, yeah. you saw, you saw this roster, and you're like, you know, no, no surprises if this doesn't pan out. But I gotta tell you, I mean, they're League One. It's not even yeah. a championship side. And uh, were they League One or League Two? They're League One. They're League One. And I mean, how many places in the English football league system are we above them that I really feel like? not enough was made of losing to chef chef Wed, And I felt like that was a, maybe a bigger giant killing for them. Or maybe it's because my media is all Newcastle centric and we just like forgive and forget real quick because we got bigger fish to fry with that, with the mm-hmm. next cup match. Um, but I still feel a little bit disappointed by this. And um, you know, we can put now we can put all our eggs in sort of one basket as they say, but I would have, I would have liked a result.
1: Yeah, I I think I think you're right. Um, I I think part of it for me was I looked at the team and it it still I mean there was one there there's a couple things one a lot of people were like this demonstrates our lack of depth. Yes and no. I think yes, technically yes, this does demonstrate a lack of depth because you look at the players and you're like oh, I don't know if like Matt Ritchie for example started that match like I don't I don't know if Matt Ritchie. Is really quality starter. Like if we have to play European football next season, you don't want to put Matt Ritchie out there in Europe. Like that's not going to work. You oh, know, no. Jacob Murphy, Elliot Anderson. I mean, Jamal Lewis hasn't played all season, uh, <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, like the players that like that, you know, you were expecting to look like bench players look like bench players. Jamal Lewis didn't really have a good match elliot anderson was okay in attack but just definitely his youth still shows yeah um like he there was some times where he made some just he he either hesitated with the decision waited too long to play the pass or just like did not look up and played like one of the work made just a terrible decision um and then like there were players like uh, and then there's like Matt Ritchie who, you know, he played fine, but again, he looked like he hadn't played in six months. No, but he was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he was
2: slow. I think He was slow. I think he got some stuff started in the first half, but by the second half, I feel like I think his power levels had drained, you know, like if you're using him on FIFA, you would have, you would have subbed that guy out at like the 50th. Yeah.
1: And, and again, it, but it looked like he hadn't played in yeah. uh, <laughs> in, in four months. And so. it looks
2: like he might not play again for four months.
1: Yeah, and, and, and again, it, it is what it is. But, like, Isak looked very rusty. I mean, he missed two clear-cut chances. It, like, and, and, my thing with that that match was that the most disappointing chances, the most disappointing chances, like, the most disappointing chances came from players who, like, are seen as these, like, first-team players. Like, Joelinton missed a few, like, missed some one-on-one chances. Sean Longstaff did. Um, when Chris Wood came on, we all know how that went. Like, I mean, yeah. like... And and you had Isak as well. It wasn't Matt Ritchie missing shots. It wasn't Jacob Murphy. It was it was those players. It was yeah. it was um Bruno uh like kinda got lucky in the end, but like there were some misses from Willock, there was misses from Alamaroon, so it felt like even the you know, quote unquote better players didn't didn't look good as well. So I mean part of it is it's the magic of the FA Cup, which is for Newcastle, uh, disappointing exits. So that's the magic thing for Newcastle. For, for, for Newcastle. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't really have any words. It, it's it's just, it is what it is. It's
2: disappointing. Uh, the thing is like uh, part of a very immature part of me ends up hating teams that beat us in those types of competitions. You know, sometimes I secretly hold a grudge for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. With a team like Sheffield Wednesday, I don't think that I can. Right. Yeah. That was just good. Good on them. Kudos. Good to you. You know, good for you. And we got to move on, um, you know, as you know, in, in our, in our, in our schedule um, and can't, don't have time to dwell on that. And I think that's probably exactly what, you know, the gaffer said going into, yeah. going into the next cup match was that sucked. You know um, hope you're all disappointed in yourself. We got other fish to fry.
1: Yeah. It's, and then, and you could tell, I mean, even going into, uh, like I think Joe Willock was maybe was interviewed ahead of ahead of it, or maybe no Dan Byrne was his post game was talking about how like you know they all kind of were disappointed, and really wanted to prove a point into the next match, which brings us back up to speed. Uh two nil cup win over Leicester, um, with Dan Byrne scoring his first goal for the club. So big shouts to him, and then mm-hmm. a beautiful through ball from Gamrune into. Joelinton uh for the second goal to seal off that win over Leicester. So um Leicester uh in in two in this span this span we've scored five goals against Leicester. Yeah. Uh so yeah. I think yeah. they're uh, in they're-
2: I, th- I think they're in deep I think they're in deep trouble. I think yeah. I think Leicester was looking better. Uh they were on a bit of a a bit of a high going into World Cup break, but I think since they've come out of it it's just it hasn't clicked for them. Uh, this weekend may prove differently. Um, so not that I pay, I'll pay too much attention to Lester, but I, um, you know, it's always interesting to see which teams, um, you know, are fighting to stay up and which teams, you know, cause we, we're in, we're in a, a very interesting stretch of matches here. We, mm-hmm. we, I think we have, uh, four, you know, quote unquote, winnable matches in a row. You know, we yeah. don't, I think we don't see a top, a top side for, um, for a month, I think we see Liverpool next month. Yeah, um, and so you know, matches you know coming mm-hmm. off coming off that cup win, which is a high, right? So I think what has it been since? Well, they haven't they haven't been to a cup semifinal since what they say
1: nineteen seventy six. Well, yeah, 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 EFL Cup semifinal since nineteen seventy six. I think and they have an and FA and Cup haven't. semifinal uh, eighteen years ago.
2: Okay, okay, and then they haven't won anything of significance since what nineteen sixty nine, right? So.
1: Maybe
2: earlier. Yeah. Well, I think that's the, the, that's the Ferris cup that, uh, that we were going to get, get around to eventually. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is great, but it's, it's great. It's great. And it's really exciting. Um, I'm a huge fan of cups, right? I think, especially when our place in the table is amazing. It's amazing. We're way ahead of schedule. I I'll take it. If they, if, if, if the season can end today, man, it would yeah. snatch that. Right. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that next year you can, you can fight for the table again and the following, year you can fight for the table again. Winning a cup is hard. Like mm-hmm. to get, to get to the semifinal, that's hard. That's hard work. And yeah. I think they've almost made it look easy because they've done so well in, in the league that we haven't really tracked how hard this was for them to get to the semifinal. And you know, who do we get to play?
1: I mean also, I mean, you have to remember, like, they, they kind of like the the Leicester uh the, the commentators kind of pointed this out on ESPN plus, but I think the Leicester match was the first time Newcastle really scored in the cup because remember we had that draw against Palace, it
2: mm-hmm. was like
1: a nil-nil draw and it went to penalties. That's right. <laughs> and so and then you had the uh uh the Bournemouth uh like one nil win and that was an own goal. So the the route to the, the, the semifinal um, well, really the route to the quarterfinal was mostly uh, everyone else. No, no, no open play goals from Newcastle. It's yeah. really what that was.
2: Yeah. Staunch defense, defense wins, uh, d- defense wins championships. is what they say here. So,
1: yeah, yeah. And so um, overall, just kind of, you know, is there a, st- oh, and just, I guess, makes sense. We will play just as a, you know. So we, we know we will play uh, Southampton in the semifinal. The other teams involved are uh, Forrest and Manchester United. So you don't want to say it's a realistic, like, you know, it, no, you, okay. You don't want to say it's a cakewalk to the final, but it's, it's, a, it's a realistic opportunity to make a cup final. Um, there
2: is a, there is a, there's a chance. Uh, all four teams involved are premier league teams. Two are at the top of the table, two are at the bottom of the table. Um, but you never know. So uh, oh, especially, and all,
1: and I'll say all three are beatable teams. If you're Newcastle, you yeah. have the capability of, to beat all three of those teams. Which I'm, is, I will yeah.
2: give I will give Manchester United a little bit. I'm a little more wary of them. I think as their season has gone on, they've gained momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ten Hag is doing I, I was I was really worried for them the first couple of weeks of his tenure going, did they make a mistake? And I'm sure a lot of their supporters were wondering if they made a mistake as well. But ever since they dropped Ronaldo, they have really, they have really gelled um, okay. post post World Cup. This weekend will be this weekend. They I think they play a Manchester Derby with with City, um, and City could be in real trouble as well. They just, <clears throat> they just coming off that loss uh, to our next opponent, as a matter of fact. So, um, isn't that right? Didn't isn't that who Fulham just beat? Yeah. No, Fulham beat Fulham beat Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Which also Chelsea is in is in what That's 10th different. place it's yeah, a whole different 10th. it's they're a whole di-
1: place josh do you know this do you, i mean i tweeted this but i mean just go just play along but i will i mean i will do you do. know how much Chelsea spent this season uh,
2: yes i do but only because i saw didn't espn share it when they shared the christopher yeah. and cuckoo which pisses me off man because i really wanted him cuckoo
1: yeah, I mean, um, he's a beast. But, I mean, and again, obviously it's stuff in installments. But, I mean, $400, million yeah, like 400 a season
2: million. is absurd. I don't, we've that's, been outspent by everybody that's, you know, everybody that's, that's at the top. That's crying profitable.
1: about money. Everyone, yeah. went, oh, my God, Dukas has spend so much, blah, blah, blah. We've literally been outspent by Chelsea in one in one season. Yeah. They've outspent the last like four transfer windows combined for Newcastle.
2: It's ridiculous. And then you know Liverpool going out and they then they snag another player in the first week of the of the window. Um you know it was, was it 70 million that you spent yeah, on they, somebody?
1: They, yeah, they just got they got Gakpo.
2: That's right. Yeah, they just got they, Cody they,
1: they got the most coveted player from the World Cup. <laughs> and and
2: and and Morgan Klopp
1: the... was complaining about how like, oh you just I don't know if, if you know, stop saying that we'll make more signings. You know we won't. Well like shut up. Like he,
2: he literally said it. he literally said we can't keep up with these big money <laughs> clubs like Newcastle.
1: We can't keep up and uh do just blew a ton of money on Darwin Nunes, and yeah. then blew a ton of money on I'm,
2: I'm actually coincidentally reading "The Fire and the Fury," which is the uh, biography on Jurgen Klopp. Oh. And this has been a trait of his, um, f- all the way back to his Mainz days. Um, he is a crafty. He's a crafty character. He's really good with um, money and getting the best out of players. He's a fantastic coach, full of enthusiasm. Um But also, piss and vinegar, and when things don't go his way, he'll always be able to blame you know find something to blame it on. it just um you know, and they're they're reading his quotes, and I think fans of his won't hear the quotes the same way that somebody that doesn't really like his 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 hopper his modus operandi, you know, and I just feel like he's always got an excuse lined up for why things don't go his way and always ready to point a finger and especially when it comes down to money. I mean, think about the clubs that he, you know, he's been able, aside from Mainz, um, you know, to go from Borussia Dortmund to 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 Liverpool and have two of the, you know, the second or the third biggest budget um, in their respective leagues, and then have the audacity to complain that they don't have enough money to compete. You, you know, you've you've won the league, you're signing some of the best players in the world, and your team is playing really good football. Shut up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think. It, it's it's just fascinating because then you see like the flip side of Eddie Howe being like, yeah, I don't know if we'll make any more signings in January, but you know we'll just do what we have. Like it's just very it's a completely different approach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean I don't know, uh, but that's 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 his own thing. But yeah, Chelsea spent a lot of money to be in tenth place. Um, Todd Bowley just stepped down as the sporting director, which I didn't even know he was the sporting director. That explains why they spent so much money on. Players they didn't need, but um, so good for him. I guess that's growth. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, all that to say, uh, Newcastle will have a realistic shot at a cup final. Um, I, I would be a little bit worried about Manchester United, given our history in cup finals with them as well. But again, both teams have to play the double legged semi final against their respective opponents, and anything can happen in the cup. That's why it's the magic of the cup. Josh, any standout player to you over the last few matches? Um, that that kind of stuck out.
2: Yeah, I want to say, you know, Big big Dan Byrne especially, but also Pope. Um, yeah. If you take a look at these results, it's the, uh, um, aside from the own goal, that's a, you know, that's a shutout. That's a clean sheet. Boxing Day, shutout. Clean sheet. Um, clean sheet, yeah. Uh, draw on New Year's Eve, clean sheet versus Leeds, clean sheet uh, at Arsenal. Um, he did not play. First chef wed, right?
1: No, it was Dubrovka.
2: Dubrovka, which, which yeah, well, I mean,
1: we didn't talk about that because no. we're, we're saving all we're, that for the Tuesday. Yeah, we're so, trying, yeah. we're trying
2: to cut back on time. And <laughs> yeah. then uh, you know, and then the uh, quarterfinal here, uh um, clean sheet. So, I mean, just an amazing performance by the defense led by Pope. Pope is he basically
1: been, um, over that span he didn't give up a goal.
2: No, he's amazing. And yeah, I so. was I, I was second guessing that that transfer yeah. during the summer because we all love Dubrovka. So um yeah. Pope has been fantastic.
1: Yeah, um, I'd, Pope is a good shot. Burns It's a good shot. My I'm going to go with Joel Linton. I think he has strung together really good performances. Uh, he's played this sort of, like, what what they're doing on this left-hand side has been really fascinating if you're, like, kind of paying attention to the matches, like, with Willick and Joel Linton, Both are kind of capable of playing the other person's role, so mm. you'll see... Joel Enten tuck inside and play as a midfielder for like, you know, six or seven minutes of a match or, and while Joe Willock staying forward and out wide and try to beat guys off the dribble. But I just think, I mean, he's been, he's been good. I mean, he was pressing in like the 89th minute and the two, two win win up for Leicester. Um, and I mean, he scored, he scored against Leicester twice, I guess. Uh, now mm-hmm. that I think about it uh, and was just consistently very good. And even in the Sheffield Wednesday match, he was probably the best player from Newcastle in that match um create a lot of chances um he unselfishly at the end of the the game played that ball 2v1 to uh he played it over to chris wood who sent it to it's still in orbit like the ball is it's it's orbiting (laughs) still but um i mean he just he had a he had a pretty good run um and it's good it's good to see him playing well um especially just it was so bad and he was just so just full of the opposite of confidence when he got to Newcastle, uh, and to see him now uh, making the right decisions, taking shots on, not being afraid to score, just it's it's good to see. Um, and this was just a really good run from him. Um, I think he, he he played really well, and uh, it, it's it's quite the dilemma uh, with Isak being healthy now, and Wilson being healthy now, and Alan St. Maxman being healthy now. It is quite the dilemma uh, that Eddie Howe has.
2: Yeah, yeah, good good problem to have to be. <laughs> yeah, in. great problem to have.
1: Yes. Um, any any closing thoughts on the matches, or are you ready to move on?
2: Oh, we can move on. I'm good to
1: go. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick ad break. Um, and we're gonna hear about the latest and greatest from uh, Vox Media right about now. All right. Uh, Newcastle play Fulham on Sunday. Uh, Fulham, who as of now. I mean, I just this was the one where Josh and I were texting and I was like, this is a weird one. This is a top six matchup, uh, with Newcastle in third and Fulham in sixth. Fulham are in sixth, Josh. Uh so it it's not it's not a cakewalk <laughs> no. anymore. It's... Marco
2: Silva. Marco Silva, who would have known? Yeah, um, got him cooking. He, he he did. I think uh Fulham were patient with him as a boss. They said, you know, let's let's get up there, let's see what we can do. Uh, I think a lot of people in their preseason predictions had Fulham written off. I didn't. Um, I wish I can go hunt down my Google Doc uh, what my predictions were, Um, but Fulham were not. I did not predict them to be relegated, but I did not predict them to be uh, six. I did not predict us to be where we are either. And so, yeah, for this to be a top, top match, or as they say in Germany, uh, the top Spiele, you know, this is this is uh to me, this is one of the biggest games of the weekend. There are some good matches this weekend, but this is this is gonna be a good one. Um mm-hmm. Fulham. Uh, they haven't lost they haven't lost since November thirteenth yeah. at home versus Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, yeah they've,
1: they've won five straight, right? Yeah.
2: They've won five straight in all competitions. Um <laughs> and, absurd. Out, and outscored opponents ten to two. Yeah,
1: that's that's uh, insane. Yeah. So uh yeah, they, they look good. Uh just so we're aware, I had a, I had Fulham in nineteenth uh going into the season with Brentford and Bournemouth. So um that was my prediction. Uh so far I'm wrong. Except for <laughs> Bournemouth. I got Bournemouth yeah. down, Board, down
2: there. I had we're Bournemouth there. and I had Southampton. Um
1: I, yeah, I thanks. I had Southampton at sixteenth and Force at seventeenth. Yeah. And I had Newcastle ten. Um so
2: well, uh, me too. I think that's about fair. I think that's what, so, you know, we're half, we're what, technically, what are we, just over halfway through the season? Yeah. Um, it'll be, it'll be right around that area. It'll be really fun to see as we kind of, um, you know, come back down the other side of the hill. Like, it's you know, just so
1: weird. I mean, there are teams that I thought would be, like, I had, I had Wolves right behind us, had Lester and 12. Like, I had, just It's just it's such a weird season.
2: There's still lots of time for change. Yeah, there's,
1: yeah, there's lots there's, of time. Left.
2: I think the teams, I think Manchester United gaining momentum is going to be a game changer. And some of the teams that were confident playing against them in the first half of the season are going to lose that confidence. Because um, week in and week out, I think Ten Hog is going to have Manchester United pumping. I think they're going to win this weekend uh, uh, playing against City. Um, and I think, you know, we're going to have our hands full. Um, with Fulham, um, who basically you see a reinvigorated Willian as well. I'm just really, I'm um, I mean, probably I'm probably out of order here, but I think Willian just is looking like like a whole different guy. He's, he's not looking like the Willian of Chelsea.
1: Oh yeah, know? no, yeah, we can definitely hop. Around. I mean, we we could start with their players. Look out for yeah. Willian as well. I mean, they they beat Chelsea two one with large part to Willian Pereira as well as but brilliant for them um but it to me the the scariest thing about that chelsea like matchup is that they they beat chelsea yeah they beat chelsea without their best player and that's 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 a little scary now again it is it's so weird because you know like we're trying to operate with this like assumption that you know all these matches are hard and we're not assuming that newcastle are really good but like also newcastle do have if not the best, one of the best defenses <laughs> in the Prem. So it's like,
2: yeah,
1: we have to take that into consideration, is that like Chelsea's back line is not good, and ours is. Um, and like Sven Botman and Fabian Scheer and, and and the whole lot, they've been really good this season. But yeah. it's, I mean, still very worried about them. Um, Paulinho seems to start to hit a decent bit of form and their back line looks much better than what it did in the beginning of the season. Like Tim Ream and Agreed. Anthony Robinson, Tete, they, they've all, they've all continued to improve. They still have looked, I mean, there were some, a little bit of questions kind of in the beginning of the season, which just like, especially with the outside backs. I feel like Tete and Robinson, maybe a little bit of, of liability, Defensively, but it seems like they've cleaned it up and they've actually found a decent center back partnership as well uh, yeah. for Tim Reem. So,
2: what I think is really it has been important for them as well is I think confidence in Silva in his system. He plays a 4 2 3 1 weekend, week out. He, you know, un- unlike Lampard and and un- unlike, um, you know, Girard and, and other managers that are batting around mid table, um, Silva doesn't change. He doesn't change. He's got a system. He plays a 4 2 3 one with a double pivot. He's consistent with shielding his back line and giving them a little bit of space to play. And, you know, someone that comes back to help recover the ball. So you know, in that type of um, that type of system, it also allows them to move the ball um, along the back two along the, you know, the back two um, lines of, of, of play and kind of move it forward. If it's not working out on one side, they can move it up on the other side. And I think that's why you see those fullbacks are so effective is I think you see those two central holding midfielders who are operating together are really, they're really, you know, helping the back line and allowing those fullbacks to to make those movements up. But those wingers are also really good, you know? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, they've they're cooking, Um. They're, so yeah. real quick, just to, Quick notes, Uh, Emil Kraft's obviously out for Newcastle. Shelby's going to still be out, targets Mm -hmm. out. Um, Other than that, Newcastle are pretty much healthy. Um, You know, so it'll be, I mean, Eddie Howe has probably for the first time, like legitimately has to make a decision as to like what he wants to do uh, starting lineup wise. So we'll see because I think individually, uh, I mean, it's weird to say this, but probably of the people in the mix, ASM, not to his own fault, has looked... Quote the worst out of the, the few. I I just think it's more so that like Isaac came in and was, you know, very dangerous in front of goal and getting into good spaces. Callum Wilson has looked, he hasn't even, I wouldn't, I don't even know if, I, I don't even know who I would start between the two at the moment. Like mm. uh, Miggy's looked good, Joel looked good. And I mean, ASM's looked fine, but he hasn't had, like, all the other guys have like something to their name to kind of add to it, you know. Chances shots on target, et cetera, et cetera. And ASM just hasn't had that recently. So again, it's no, it's no disrespect to him, but it's just, it's just weird to like, if you're ranking the attackers right now, it's like, I find myself ranking him lower than I thought I would. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So anyway, what I
2: do. Yeah, Yeah. You know, I sit, I sit Wilson and I'll tell you why. Yeah. That'll piss him off.
1: Yeah. I mean and really? he also wasn't that good in the like all things considered he wasn't that good in the last match.
2: No, but he'll have a he'll have a point to prove. I mean think oh, about Oh, yeah, this. no, I love it. I you think bring, you, sit you him, bring sure. him yeah, you sit him and you bring him on to sixtieth and you give him plenty of time, <clears> time to get in the mixer and get involved. Um yeah. the runs the runs he's gonna make, boy, he's gonna he's gonna cause havoc. Um, you know, if they you know, and, and Eddie Howe can forget more football tactics than I'll ever know. Um, but I'm sure he's got a plan up his sleeve. As much as you and I are like, what a big problem to have. Eddie Howe is just, I'm sure he's rubbing his hands tonight. He's, you know, he's slapping his thighs and rubbing his hands. He's he's very excited for this. Um, If we win, Mm -hmm. that's a big, big deal.
1: That's a massive deal, yeah.
2: Yeah, if we draw, it's what we've been doing for the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. If we lose, are you disappointed?
1: If we lose, it's just interesting because it'll be the first – Premier League loss since Liverpool it's just yeah it just it just be shocking and I think like the, the Sheffield Wednesday like lo- and that's why I was like I don't hate that loss because you have to lose at some point right that's true uh, and I would rather lose in the a meaningless not meaningless but I mean mm. yeah for all intents and purposes meaningless yeah. be like FA Cup match that like you know it didn't spark a cup runner like we weren't in the semi-finals of the FA Cup and and Like it was disappointing. It was like it was disappointing, and then now we're out of that competition, and now you kind of got reminded as to what it meant to lose, and you saw that this level of hunger that I maybe was missing that Leeds match Um, when we came out and played Leicester again. It was like it was just wave after wave in the first half of attack from Newcastle. It was just wave after wave after wave after wave. Like Leicester were overwhelmed, and so that's kind of what you want to see, and so you know. I I would be you know I, I would be a little surprised if we lost to be honest. Um, I think it'll be a good match though. I think it'll be pretty it'll be pretty good. But overall, if we're if we're talking about like predictions, I think Newcastle finish this match and I think they win two one with Mitro scoring, Isak with the brace.
2: Isak with the brace, what a shout! Yeah. Let me before I give you my prediction. Let me give you the all-time. Let me give you the all-time some all-time stats here and okay, some some his, some historic references. Uh, Newcastle all-time versus Fulham, according to eleven v eleven website, Newcastle of one thirty dropped thirty-one and drawn fifteen times. So literally, if if we pick up the win, it is even. Stevens across the board. Um, their biggest win, um, Fulham was. Most recent big biggest win was a five two um, win uh, twenty one January twenty of twelve. That was their that was the last time they won big against Newcastle. Our biggest win, arguably, uh, there were a couple in there that had the you know the same the same difference, but uh, our biggest win was a seven two uh, uh, tonking of Fulham back on twenty four August nineteen sixty. And our lineup that day at goalkeeper was uh, Brian Harvey. At right back was Dick Keith. I love these names, by the way. Dick Keith.
1: Dick, Dick Keith, what a name.
2: Just listed as defender was Alf McMichael. <laughs> listed as defender was Bob Stoko. Wing <laughs> half was Jackie Bell. Wing, wing, half, half. wing half was Duncan Neal. Wing half was Brian Wright. Outside left was Liam Tuohy. And outside right was Gordon Hughes. The center forward was Len White. And uh playing a striker or a forward role was Bobby Gilfillan. Um there were these a are
1: real these are real positions, by the way.
2: These are real positions. And it just goes to show since nineteen sixty how much growth and change there has been in football tactics and uh and uh international names. Uh these were I think the there was once there was one Scotsman in there and then there was an Irish person in there and uh aside from that they were all English lads, so Sheesh. Oh, and so my prediction based on historic, based on the historic yeah, need Based to on do, the historic. Yeah, based on the historic uh, for even Stevens. Um, I think we also win uh, 2-1. I think it's going to be a fight. Um, one of the things that I was looking at with with Fulham was in their having outscored opponents 10-2, to 2, they have, um, including good old-fashioned OG for own mm-hmm. goal, they have uh, 10 goals from 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Um nine listed, eight players if you remove own goal. And um two of those are from Mitro. He'll be back this week. So I expect Mitro to score a goal. I think that that, that assist is gonna come from William. William's gonna cause us problems. Um, but we will overcome. I don't know if there's gonna be a brace, but I think um I think our boy gets back off the schneid. We're gonna get a goal from Almiron. And, okay. uh, and I think, I think he needs it, uh, to get his, you know, I don't think he's lacking confidence. I just think maybe he hasn't scored in a while and I just want to see one. So I'm just going to say Miggy gets back on the board and I think yeah. Callum Wilson, uh, Callum Wilson comes on, um, and scores in the, in, in late in the second half of the match.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Ooh, I don't, I, I think Miggy's, I, I like you said, I don't think he's lacking confidence because he did play that ball in the jaw. And yeah, <laughs> that was he like just a,
2: he just hasn't <laughs> scored. I think like he's effortless. gonna go. I think he's gonna go. Ah, it's my turn now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> weird know? though because it's like you know, it's like a like it's weird because part of it is like you want the confidence also be his playmaking ability because he is also a winger and not a striker, but also like you said, it does feel like. There was a moment where he, it just was weird when he wasn't scoring. Yeah, you know, if you even go though back, he's played well all season, it's just been like, oh, it's weird when he doesn't score because he had that run of just scoring pretty much every week.
2: I think he could score early in this match. If you went, if you go back and you watch Fulham-Chelsea, um, Chelsea were really hammering Fulham right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, they were going hammer and tongs, to be quite honest with you, uh, You know both of them, but Chelsea doesn't have much of a back line. Um, with our with our s- a little bit more stout defense and I think a little bit more spring in our step, we have faster players. Chelsea, I think part of the reason why um, Felix uh, looked so so fast and so energetic yeah, is I think I think it's the,
1: like who is he playing with? Like yeah, <laughs> like, I think
2: everybody else was just like <laughs> decrepit. Like Chelsea's yeah. falling apart, and that just made Zhao Felix look so much faster. Yeah, but, like Herbert is
1: not it's like that no, much of a speedster. You no. Know.
2: But the the but the one thing that Zhao Felix was able to do was he, he was able to get in and around,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: and on on a handful of occasions he was causing problems on the right side. Um, the problem is he's so right footed that he was completely unable to finish balls that were served into him. You could see if you see some of his his shots. Mm-hmm. I mean he was he was being praised for being in in, in interesting positions, but he was offsides, um, unable to finish a ball. I think I think he's gonna be a flop. I think Zhao Felix is gonna be a flop at Chelsea. Um yeah, I, mean, but Wild I, I,
1: I I don't I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be that much. Of, it's hard to not be a flop when you're already like gonna miss like a quarter of your loan. So and that's funny.
2: Uh, it's gonna cost them so much money for him to sit on the bench, it's hilarious. But long story short, um no, we get the better of of uh, Fulham. And uh I think City lose and it's gonna be a real interesting week this week.
1: Okay. All right, you said it. you heard it here first. Um I will say of note, just one last thing. Because you mentioned uh, that right hand side, the left back for Fulham, Anthony Robinson, or Jedi, is he likes to be called. Is he back? Third. No, he it he still says he's suspended. The mm. he's, he's suspended. He got. I think he's got yellow card acclamation
2: mm. from the
1: last match, so I think mm-hmm. he's suspended. Um, but yeah, he he played. He played in the Chelsea match. And I think he paid for the yellow. And so oh, okay, he's on he's on the yellow card, not acclamation accumulation. Accumulation. And the person I was thinking of earlier before we close yes, was. Sir. Vita, the center back for Croatia, he's got like the long ponytail and uh, he just looks like a, a villain. And I was like, we don't have anyone in Newcastle that just looks like a villain.
2: Somebody now. from like a, um, from a Die Hard the, movie.
1: Yeah, Die Hard or Bond, just like blonde guy, yeah. just ugly face, ponytail, <laughs> like, massive. Like we don't have anyone like that in Newcastle. Everyone's very lovable. Um, but yeah, so that was another episode of CHN Radio. Um, Josh, you got anything else to say?
2: I'm looking around. I can't think of it. Um No. Okay, uh, cool. We'll, we'll chat next week.
1: Yeah, we'll chat next week. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, away the lads, and uh, we love you guys. If I make
0: people, it's cold up there in summer. It's like sitting inside a fridge. But well, I wish I was on the case side looking at the old-time bridge. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown Hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll pray the dock at St James's Park if the gallowgate end in the rain. I'm coming home, and I'm proud to be a Jody. To live in Geordie Land Some people think we're bawdy And we're hard to understand And the say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough Cos the people in the big fat city Haven't had it off as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I'll walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the river Wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound and me mother saying, hey, how we? I'm coming home And I miss the old blind busker Who stands at my door He plays a mean accordion You've all seen him there before I love the Jody heroes, there's so many famous names Like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the at games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail But walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the club again of the dark at St James's Park, At the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home Newcastle, you can keep your London way. I've the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground, for the welcome sound in me, will I see anyhow weird? I'm coming home Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail Walk the streets all day I'll need For a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home Newcastle, if you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog in James's pocket The Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home